Hey, Sandals Church Online family, how are you doing? We are so glad that you are here. Man, I'm super excited because today is a great day. And you're probably like, who are those people and why are you not in the studio? Don't worry about it, I'll tell you that in a second. Uh, but what I wanna let you know, if you are brand new, if you're just checking us out, we are so glad that you are here. You can go to sandalschurch.com next and we will connect with you. Someone, a part of the online team will connect with you. My name is Jeff, I'm the online pastor. So I wanna be able to know who you are. I know you're out there please tell me who you are we want to know or if you're in the chat you see a chat you have a device you see a chat comment space say hello let us know you are there or you may be a part of one of our sandals church anywhere communities and we are actually at sandals church at sandals church anywhere in spartanburg south carolina and these are two sandals church anywhere hosts philip and leslie and we're here hanging out at angie's home and actually i wanted to say hey y'all hey guys give me a hey y'all Hey y'all! Hey, hey, it's, it's three syllables. Hey y'all! What, whatever, whatever. Hey, we are so glad you're here, but I'm glad to be here in your guys' place. In your guys' home. Tell us a little bit about Sandals Church Anywhere. So, Sandals Church Anywhere, it's been just a great experience. Um, gathering with like-minded people in our community, but also being able to outreach to others in our community. But I'll tell you, the one thing is the support that we've got from Pastor Jeff and Nick and Morgan. So we are in a series right now called When in Rome, and we've been hanging out here for a while. So tell us a little bit about this series and how has that been for you guys? Well, When in Rome has been pretty awesome to be able to follow along with uh, Pastor Matt as he's gone through Romans with us in the series. One of the things that I really enjoyed, though, is the reading plan that's on the Sandals app. Yeah, right. And so I like following the reading plan and in the evening devotional just going through and following each nightly because it gives me five days and I can just follow along each week and keep me up to date. So it's been really great to follow that way. And I didn't even know you were going to talk about the app. That is amazing. Get on the app. If you're not on the app, if you're not hanging out in the Sandals Church app, part of the reading plans and the growth path, do that. And if you're not part of Sandals Church anywhere, what are you waiting for? These guys just told you how beneficial it's been for not only for them, but their families. There's kids here, there's families here, there's couples here, and it's absolutely awesome. Hey, we're gonna jump into worship right now. We're gonna get a word. You guys ready to worship? All right now. I'm gonna be singing low so they actually can't hear me sing very much, but we're gonna sing right now. We believe for it. 
Hey, welcome Sandals Church. If you're just now hopping on, I am so glad that you decided to join us. My name is Morgan and I'm the online campus supervisor here. If you look at any great organization, it has a known and lived out vision. I mean, even in the Bible, Proverbs says that without vision, people perish, meaning that without a given direction, people just kind of go their own way. And here at Sandals Church, we are really passionate about our God-given vision, and that is to be real with ourselves, God, and others. It's a vision that has transformed lives, not only in Southern California, but literally all over the world. And it's not just a vision for adults, it's a vision for our kids, and it's a vision for our youth. If you have kids, make sure to watch their weekly service at kids.sandalschurch.tv with them as they learn more about living a life with Jesus. And for any teens out there watching this service with your family, hey, we hope that after this message and later on this week, you'll check out our Sandals Church Youth YouTube channel. We've discovered that this vision and this passion for being real goes even further online. And that's why we created spaces for you to digitally connect with God and with others. In fact, this Tuesday at 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be offering a live and personal communion experience with our online campus pastor, Jeff Y. He will be leading you, your family, or anyone you're gathering with to receive communion together. That will be live and also available on demand on our Sandals Church Facebook page. Now, here with a message on how to follow Jesus in a culture that doesn't, is our founding and lead pastor, Matt Brown. Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church. So glad that you are joining us today. Man, I want to talk to you about the power of real love. A lot of us have been talked to about love. Maybe we've had an encounter with love. Our hearts have been broken by love, right? I remember my first girlfriend that told me she loved me. And then she told me later, it's not that I don't love you. It's that I love someone else more, right? That always feels, that's like, that just really gets you, you know, like, okay, I'm never going to love again. So, uh, but praise God, found Tammy and she's been with me 25 years. So, you know, so it's working out. So that's good. But I want to talk to you today about the real power of love and how it literally can change your life and transform your life. I don't, I don't know what's happening with you. I don't know what you've gone through. But I know this, nothing changes a human heart more and more powerfully than God's love. And so we're going to look at just a ton of verses today. Really, when I say ton, I mean like 10 or 11. And uh, we're going to close out Romans 8 with just a powerful, powerful word from God as to how he wants to have his love change your heart. So let me just begin by praying for you. We're going to read through some scriptures and then we're going to talk about how God just wants to unleash some things to you today. So many of you are bound up, you're tied up, you're fed up, and God just wants to set you free through the power of his love today. So let's just begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all of us, God. So many of us have been wounded by someone who says, I love you. And God, those words have lost their meaning. And those words no longer build us up, but oftentimes it feels like those words hold us back. So teach us today, God, how when you say, I love you, it's different. And how when you say, I love you, God, it not only changes me, but it changes how I love those that I'm called to love. So God, speak to us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's take a look together in our Bibles at Romans 8, 28 through 30. Now, this is one of the most famous passages in Scripture. Many of you, if you're not new to Christianity, 
You've heard this over and over again, but I want to unpack it uh, in, in a deeper way today. So Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose, right? This is my verse, <laughs> okay? Parents, when you're like, Lord, why did you give me these children? This is that verse. <laughs> if you're struggling in your marriage, this is that verse. If you've lost your job, this is that verse. What it says is, even when I don't see God working, God is working. And I trust him in that. And so the, some of you have this, this tattooed like on your arm or, or you have a t-shirt with this verse on it and you've heard this verse, but you don't understand its context. And so the next verse unpacks how God's working, what God is doing to work for you, no matter what it is that you're going through. It says this, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Now we just stepped into the deep end. If, if you're new to Christianity, this is the deep end of the pool. Okay. Deep calls to deep. And here's the thing that you need to understand. The most difficult words in the Bible are these words to understand. Those whom he foreknew. Here's the thing is, we're not talking about your brain. We're not talking about my brain, praise God. We're talking about the mind of God. The mind of God. You see, we're never going to understand the depths of the mind of God. We're never going to understand what he means by his foreknowledge. We can't understand how he can foresee and know something that has not happened yet. How does he know you before you're born? How does he intimately love you before you exist? Well, those are questions you're not going to learn in my sermon, amen? <laughs> or answers you're not going to learn in my sermon. You're going to leave with some questions. I'm going to help you out. But here's the thing that you need to understand about time. God does not exist in time. He created time so that you can exist. Just like you were made, time was made. And God has made time so that he can pour out his love for us. But here's what God is doing. Here's what God foreknew. Those he foreknew, he predestined to what? To what? That they might become something special, something amazing. That they might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What shall we say then in response to this? If God is for us, man, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Listen to these words. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. It is he that condemns. And Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God. Listen to this. And he is interceding for us right now. And then Paul says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And Paul's talking to a church, they're dying because they're Christians. They're being persecuted because they're Christians. They're living in a political volatile world. Rome is facing a pandemic. They got a crazy leader. He says, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. He says, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, 
neither the present nor the future or any powers, neither height nor depth nor, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, God's got a word for you today. So what does God's love do? Number one, first and foremost, God's love calls me to my faith. Right now I'm speaking, but God uses my word so that you can hear his voice. Some of you, you just have this itch. You have this, 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 this feeling that you can't get away from, that there's something bigger, something more to your life. And you found yourself, you know, on, on sandalschurch.com, sandalschurch.tv. You're like, who is this guy? You know, he's kind of gangly. Maybe he has something funny to say. You guys weren't supposed to laugh at that, but I've been working out. I'm trying to look less gangly. But God somehow has drawn you to this place, to this time, to this sermon, to this message, so he could speak to your heart. And that's what God does. God's love calls us to faith. He says, I haven't called you to live like everybody else. I haven't called you to be like everybody else. I've, I've created you to be mine and I'm calling you back. And God says, I'm calling you. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for good to those who love him. Do you love him? Have you loved him? Are you loving him? God's working in the lives of those who love him. He's constantly working, constantly moving, constantly calling us to faith. God's love motivates us and God's love works within us. Those who love him and have been called according, not to your dreams, not to your visions, not to your plans, but to his purpose. God is doing something. God's calling you to faith. He's calling you out of this world. Some of you can't, get, can't, can't wait to get out of COVID, right? You can't wait. I mean, there's just some funky things. Tammy and I went to a theme park in Mexico last week. We had to wear masks in a water park all day long. It looked like I had a diaper, a wet diaper on my face. You know, I didn't get COVID, but God knows what's in this water. Think, think about that. I don't think the chlorine levels are quite as high in Mexico as they are here in the States. Amen. If you have dark hair, you go into a, a water park, you come out with blonde hair, right? In Mexico, my hair was the same color when I left. Not a lot of chlorine in there, but God knows what was in there, right? Man, we can't wait to get back to normal. What if God has something better than normal for you? What if he has heaven waiting for you? God's calling you to faith. Peter says this, but you are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of him who called you, listen to this, out of darkness. Not just out of a pandemic, but out of the dark. You ever been in darkness? Tammy and I were at a restaurant in Mexico. The whole town lost power. I had to just reach out and touch to make sure my wife was still there. You ever been in total darkness? Like you go like this and you're like, you know your hand's there, or at least your brain's telling you. I just had to reach out and touch her. It was total darkness until people figured out to get their cell phones and you could see all throughout the restaurant, the cell phones coming on. It was freaky, man. 
Real darkness is scary. Instantaneously, the table I'm at and the people that I'm eating with vanish. And I got to be honest. You know, I got to keep it cool because I'm like the leader of our family. I can't scream like a girl, you know? I mean, I can, but I won't. My job is to say, we're going to be okay. I will protect you with these gangly arms. Amen? <laughs> but you know, there was such a relief when you could hear the power come back on. And all the lights came on. And you could just kind of watch across the restaurant. Everybody kind of go, Ooh. Isn't that amazing? We're all grown adults. No children at this resort. Praise God, God is good. <laughs> but all of a sudden, there was light and there was peace. And the anxiety just kind of went down. Some of you are still in the dark. And let me tell you something. God will never call you into the light as long as you're in love with the dark. He just won't. Tammy and I would leave the resort at night and I love to go for walks and I just, it's just nice to be out and, and to see people enjoying their lives. But I don't know what it is about my face. The Lord has called my soul out of darkness, but apparently my face still says, I want cocaine. I want marijuana because everywhere we go, people are like, hey, amigo, you want some coke? You want some blow? You want some girls? What do you want? My wife, they never invited her to anything. <laughs> they look at her like, oh, she loves Jesus, you know? They look at me, they're like, oh, my amigo, come here, you know? And I'm like, what is it about me? What is it about me that says, I ain't want to buy drugs from a total stranger? I mean, it's just crazy. And some of you, you're still living in that darkness, and, and, you, don't, and, and you don't understand that God has something better for you. There's a better high than something that comes from chemicals. There's a high that comes from the character of God and he's calling you out of that. And people would look at me like, like I'm crazy because I don't want to buy drugs from a dude I just met four seconds ago. No, no, the Lord's called me out. That's not for me anymore. I don't need a chemical to relax. God wants to teach me how to be at peace in the midst of chaos. And so some of you, man, you're running to all these substances when you need to run to your savior. And you say, Lord, I can't change on my own. And God says, well, let's start with your soul. And then we'll deal with your habits. But God's not going to bring you into the light as long as you're in love with the dark. Number two, God's, lo God's love predestines me for greatness. Predestines me. Any of you guys feel like you're just, you're not accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish? I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I really feel like, Judgment Day is going to reveal my abilities versus my performance. And I think there's going to be this huge gap. You think, I, I, I think that most of us lie to ourselves. We tell ourselves we can't far too often when God has said, no, 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 you can. Because he knows something about you. He knows something about me. But God's love predestines me for greatness. Romans 8, 29 through 30, for those whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed, listen to this, to the likeness of his son. Can we just be honest about how hard it is to change? I mean, how many of you guys quit your diet day one, meal one, meal one, no carbs today, then you see the cereal? You didn't even make it past breakfast. Do you know how hard it is to change? How difficult it is? 
Man, some of you are new to Sandals. One of my favorite memories of Sandals Church is I was greeting people as they were coming into church, and this guy came running up to me, this young man. He said, I didn't look at porn all week, Pastor. And all of you are uncomfortable. Welcome to Sandals. I was like, come on in. We got a message for you today. Some of you couldn't not look at porn last night. Isn't it nice to know you're not in charge of the final ending of your story? You know what hell's going to be like? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know what heaven's going to be like? Jesus did it. He did it. Those who he foreknew, he predestined to become in the likeness of his son. You may not be able to see Jesus in you yet, but you will see him in the end. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Jesus didn't just rise. He wants you to rise. He wants you to change. He's calling us. His love predestines us to greatness. And some of you still live like animals, but God has called you to live like angels. That's your future. That's your destiny. The darkness is in your past. What's ahead is the light that's found in Christ. And some of you need to start living like your destiny. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. 2 Thessalonians 2.14 says this, He called you through our gospel. What are we doing, Sandals Church? What are we doing? We're calling people into this glorious good news. We're calling people to answer the call of God. Right now, God is calling. God is using Sandals Church to awaken people to faith. We have no idea what God is doing through the ministry of Sandals Church, reaching thousands of people. I'm in Mexico wearing a helmet, sunglasses, and a diaper around my face. <laughs> I'm standing in line for 35 minutes. And somebody behind me says, excuse me, sir, are you the pastor of Sandals Church? And I'm like, good God, what were we talking about? What were we saying? What were we saying? When I say we, I don't mean Tammy. I mean me. What was I saying? <laughs> this is what she said. She said, we live in Texas and God's used your ministry to change our lives. Isn't that amazing? Now, when she means my ministry, she means our ministry. What we do, what we're doing. You see, we're calling people out of darkness into light. That's what we're doing. So what? So that you might share, listen to this, share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man. You know, Fredo shared last week, the Lakers are his team. A couple weeks ago, he shared that. You know, and I don't know if the Lakers are going to make it. I don't know. I know Fredo believes. I believe in Jesus. He believes in Lakers. <laughs> we're praying. We're praying for Fredo. But you know, you know why we like it when the Lakers win? I mean, unless you're a Clippers fan, I'll pray for you, right? I'm praying for you. No, it's okay. I was on JV too. I remember. I remember. I remember. No, hey, JV has heart too. It's okay. But you know why we celebrate when the Lakers win or, you know, if the Clippers win, we know Jesus is coming, right? Um, but you know, why, you know why we celebrate, why we get so excited 
because we feel like we're a part of the team. Now, here's the truth. LeBron doesn't know who you are. But Jesus knows who you are. And Jesus doesn't want you to celebrate his team. Jesus has actually invited you to be on his team. Jesus wants you to share in the glory of his team, of his team. And that's what he's calling us to. That's what he's inviting us to. Can you imagine, man, the Lakers win or, or the Clippers or whatever your team is, and you go to the parade and, and the MVP of the team calls you out from the audience and says, no, 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 you're supposed to be on the bus because we did this. We did this. Think about that. You know why I do what I do at Sandals Church? Because what we do here lasts forever. Name a sports team from the Roman Empire. And don't say the gladiators, because I think that was a person. <laughs> right? We don't know any of them. We know people died in the arena, but we don't know who they were. But they were worshipped like gods 2,000 years ago when this letter was written, and they have been forgotten. But there was another man who didn't fight in the arena. He was no sports hero. He is our hero. And he died, but he rose. He lost so we could win. And he's invited us to share in the glory of that team. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Some of you lose your ever-loving mind for a team that could give a flip about you. But Jesus loves you, and you don't give a flip about him. I want to challenge you. Read Romans 8 and discover purpose. Discover what it means to truly live life. Number three, God's love blesses my life. Blesses my life. Romans 8, 31 through 34. What then shall we say in response to this? In response to this, God foreknew me. God called me. God predestined me. God saved me. God's glorifying me. How do I respond to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him? How will we not also along with him who graciously gives us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. Listen to this. More than that, he was raised to life. He's at the right hand of God, and he is also interceding for us right now. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Here's why you need God's love in your life. Because God's love in your life blesses you, blesses me with the power to face my enemies. Right now as we speak, what shall we say then? What is our response to this? If God is for Matt Brown, then who? Do, why do we care who's against him? God's for me. He's for you. Can I ask you guys a favor? Don't Google my name. 
Don't Google it. Nothing good's coming up. Every mistake I've ever said, everything I've ever done wrong. You know what Google does? It condemns people. But do you know that Google will be nothing on the day of judgment? All its information will be lost and useless and forgotten. You will not stand before Google. You will stand before God Almighty. And he alone has the power to condemn. He alone has authority over your soul. And Romans 8 says God's love, God's love that is found in Christ Jesus says you will not be condemned. You will not be condemned. God's love gives you the power to face your enemies. It doesn't matter what everybody else says. In the end, it matters what Jesus says. Think about that. So many of you, are, you're, you're, you're just completely focused on the one person that doesn't like you. Some of you, you try to please that one person. I used to try to do that. I'd be like, what I can do, you know, I'm funny, whatever. And, and you know, your enemy never buys it. They're like, yeah, you're, I don't like you. I don't like you. And I tried. You ever tried to convince and win your enemy over? Look, no, no, seriously, I'm funny. Check this out, right? Nope. Nope. And some of you pay far more attention to your enemy than you do to your Savior. Stop trying to win over your critic and start trying to win over your heart to God's love and say, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to look out for him. I'm going to believe him. God's love has power over your enemies. You are not who your enemy says you are. You are who Jesus says you are, a beloved brother and sister in Christ. Next, God's love gives me wealth to cover all my concerns. Man, how many of you guys had concerns this year with COVID financially? Tammy and I, we went to Mexico last week and we had a great time in Cancun. And one of the things I was not prepared for was for all the workers who came up and said, thank you for coming. And I finally just said, well, what's the deal? And one of the managers at the hotel said, we have not been able to work for six months. Six months. They didn't get any checks. They didn't get any help. And I got to be honest with you. The only thing I was worried about the last six months was my own finances. I didn't think at all about how, how the pandemic has affected people globally. I just spent more money on an airline ticket than this person's made in the last six months. God has provided for you. It may not be what you want, but it has been what you need. And some of you need to understand this, that God's wealth is providing every single day. I just got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm a sucker for kids. You get a little kid that asks for money and I'm just like, whatever, I'll buy. I don't care what it is, you know. And, and we would walk every day, you know, down this area and, and, and I loved it. And there was these little kids and they would just sing and they would sing in Mayan. And I would watch them every day. And we walked by three times and my wife, in the, only the way the Holy Spirit can say, says, are you ever going to give them money? I, what is going on? Because she's too afraid to hold the money. Because if we get robbed, she wants me killed. That's, that's right. She's like, he has the money. He has the money. And so it was our last night. And these two little kids were singing and their, their mom wasn't with them. 
And I walked up, and to be honest with you, I didn't even look at the bill. I, di I didn't look at it. I just handed uh, the boy the bill. And I don't know how old they are, probably five, six years old, singing at 10 o'clock at night on a dark street. And I wasn't prepared for the young man's face. He grabbed the money, and he held it, and he opened it. And I watched his jaw drop. And my wife said, how much money did you give? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. But he knows. And he showed his sister, and they hugged. And I was so broken. Something that I won't miss at all, they will never forget. Man, so many of us, we are so focused on what God hasn't given us that we haven't opened up God's word to look, to look at what he has given us and to say, oh my gosh. The Lord has blessed me. He who did not spare his own son. I don't know how, how that money's gonna change their life, but I know this, what God spent will change your life forever. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Listen to me. God didn't just die to save your soul. He died to bless your life. And some of you right now, you're so focused on everything that's going wrong. You haven't said, God, what's going right? Where, where, what blessings have I missed this last year? What blessings have I missed? Some of you have been so focused on what went, what went wrong in 2020, you didn't see where God was working to make things right. Right now, and our God causes all things to work for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If you didn't see God working last year, it wasn't that God wasn't working, it's that you weren't looking. And you missed it. But let me tell you, I, this is what I believe God's greatest weapon, his, his love's greatest weapon is against me. And can I just be honest with you guys? God's love is the greatest weapon against my inner critic. I could talk all day long about my enemies. They are not nearly as powerful as me. I am way worse on myself than my enemies. Can I just be honest? I'm never the husband I want to be. I have a hard time when Tammy says, Thank you for being such a great husband. Because I know, I know where I'm really holding back. Can I, can I be real? I'm never the father I want to be. You know? I'm getting ready to... Sorry, dads, no. I'm getting ready to give away a daughter. And all I think about is the missed opportunities to say, I love you. You're so special. And I, can't, I just can't believe it's gone. You know, I think one of the lies of life that we all tell ourselves is there always be more time? And that's never true. I love being your guys' pastor. Wow, this got a little more emotional than I thought. Um, but I'm never the pastor I want to be for you guys. 
I'm never the man I want to be. You know, I just came from the gym. There's real men in there. You know, I see them. You know? Like, I always have to go over to the ladies and say, hey, can I share the weights? You know, we're going to do it together. It's a real thing. The struggle's real. Um, but you know what I'm always good at? 100% of the time, I am always the best critic I can be of myself. I'm like a superhero critic. Anybody just, you look in the mirror and you just go, what happened? Like, like all these people take selfies. I can't do it. I never like it. There's no filter that can fix what life has done. Amen? Like old people, help me out here. You ever walk by the mirror and, you, and you're like, who's that? Like, who is that? I don't think I'm growing older. I am turning into an insect. I am, I am growing hairs. Like, right now as I speak, like I checked before, but while I'm speaking, I could grow something. Like my wife will say, well, didn't you see this? I'm like, see what? And it's like, you know, like I can walk through a cave in the dark, you know. Isn't that awful? Listen to these words. Who will bring any charge against those God has chosen? You see, what Matt Brown needs is the gospel. Not just to be saved, but to live. To live. I need the gospel every day. God, I'm not the husband I want to be. Jesus says, I am. God, I'm not the man I want to be. Jesus says, I am. God, I'm not the father I want to be. Jesus says, I am. Who, who can speak against me? It is God who justifies. When I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see, I have to remind myself of Genesis 3. Who told you you were naked? It wasn't me, God said. You see, when we choose to look in a mirror other than Christ, we look into a broken mirror. It is only the reflection of Jesus that shows us who we really are. It is God who justifies who is he that condemns? We live in a world full of condemnation. You want to know what the news is? The condemnation hour. You want to know what social media is? So condemnation media. That's what it is. Everyone's a critic. Everyone condemns. You want to know why that is? Because everyone's forgotten Jesus. Who is that that condemns? Who are you? Who are you to condemn what Jesus thought was worthy of salvation? When Jesus looks at you, he thought you were worthy of dying for. And when I'm a critic of the kind of husband, father, friend, pastor I am, I have to go back to Romans 8, 29, who he foreknew, he predestined to become in the likeness of his son. Jesus predestined me because he knew on my own I would just fail. He's going to get me there. He's going to get me there. He's going to get me to the finish line and he'll get you to the finish line. It is God who justifies. Who is that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also, listen to this, interceding for us. 
Do you know what Jesus Christ is doing for your pastor right now? He is praying for me in the midst of this broken offering of a sermon. He's taking my words and he's blessing them so they can reach your ears. Last point, God's love secures my soul. Secures my soul. So many of you, you've grown up in broken homes. You've experienced broken relationships. You've been betrayed by friends. Some of you have been betrayed by spouses. Here's what you need to know about love. True love is always secure love. God never says, I love you if. He loves you. He loves you. The question is not, does God love me? The question is, have I responded to God's love? Paul ends this beautiful passage with this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? I was thinking about Bill and Melinda Gates this week. Can you imagine not wanting to be with someone so bad that you will pay $65 billion to not be married? Like if Tammy and I split, there's not a lot of wealth there. There was a lot of love. There's some good memories. We got some photos. Not, not a billion. Can you imagine? Like, I don't like you so much, I'm going to write a check for $65 billion to not have to be with you. That's a lot of money to pay to separate. There's no amount of money that can separate you from God's love. Nothing can separate you. Nothing. Shall trouble or hardship? Man, anybody? Paul could have just wrote 2020. It's coming. <laughs> Shall trouble or hardship? How about this? Persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? You may not like your clothes, but you have clothes. Or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. The church in Rome was writhing and suffering and hurting. And yet Paul says, God loves you. He says, we're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. He says, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future or any powers. And here, th these words are really hard to understand, but they're translated, neither height nor depth. I made the mistake of vacation of turning on the news. And you know what it said? Aliens are probably real. I'm like, great, I'm going to add that to my list of things to freak out about. <laughs> That's how bad 2020 was. They said aliens might be real. Nobody even cared. They're like, well, do they have COVID? You know, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I couldn't sleep all night. I'm like, oh my gosh. Listen to what Paul says. Nothing, no matter how high or how far away it is, or how deep it is. Nothing down there can separate us from God's love. Nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God, listen to me, that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me ask you the question, are you in Christ Jesus our Lord? Because God's love is irrelevant if you don't know his son. Do you know his son? Do you know Jesus? Have you responded 
to the call of the gospel. You see, we read the words he predestined and we never ask who, who did he predestine? Who are those? Who are the elect? Who are the chosen? Who are the ones that are called? All those who respond to the gospel. Have you responded? Have you repented of your sin and placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? That's how God chooses you. Are you chosen? Have you chosen to repent? Have you chosen to believe? Have you chosen to receive God's love? Here's the thing you need to know. God's love is all powerful, but there's one thing it will not do. It will not force itself on you. God's love wants to secure your soul. I don't know how your life has been. I don't know what's been going on, but I, I want you to hear me. When you experience God's love, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. God's love is more powerful than anything you're facing. I want to end with an old hymn. I've sang this many, many times. I've, I've sang it. When Sandals was small, I sang at funerals. You had to die to hear me sing. <laughs> but I love these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way. So if life is good, or when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thought has me, taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Is it well with your soul? You see, what God's love does is it makes you secure no matter what is happening in your marriage, with your kids, with your finances, with your life, or with your health. Is it well with your soul? God wants to change you with his love from the inside out, and it starts with your soul. Though Satan should buffet, through trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ, yes, he has, has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Is it well with your soul? Listen to these words. This is how powerful God's love is. My sin, not in part, but the whole. Every bit, every bit of it is nailed to the cross. Listen to this. And I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Jesus said this. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? Let me ask you today, is your soul right with the love of God? And if it is, he will make everything else okay. At the end of service today, I want to challenge you. If you're not sure and you want to be, come forward and talk to a pastor. Or if you're watching online, type in the chat, I want it well with my soul. And if you can come forward, somebody will be here to pray with you. Because one of my favorite verses, and we're going to get to it. We're going to get to Romans 10 someday. Romans 10, 9 says, For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God hears every call, no matter how faint, no matter how scared, and no matter how uncertain. God answers the cry of our souls.
If you're ready to cry, God's ready to listen and ready to save and ready to heal and ready to pour out his love on you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, would you pour your love out on our souls right now? Would you reassure us of the predestined fact of our greatness in Christ? Would you reassure us of the security of our love in you? And would you bring us peace that we have the confidence that our soul is in your hands and nothing can ever snatch it away. Lord Jesus, bless us with the spiritual blessing of your love that we have in Christ Jesus. We pray in your son's name, amen, amen. What an amazing comfort it is to hear that when we choose to follow Jesus, we can know that we have been chosen by God himself and that he wants to bless us and provide for us beyond anything we could have ever done on our own. If right now you know that your next step is to start following Jesus, we wanna know. As Pastor Matt said, you can let us know right in the chat or by heading to sandalschurch.com next. And once you're there, just select follow Jesus and we'll reach out to you and we'll walk you through everything that you need to do next. And if you're already following Jesus, we wanna help you find and take your next step as you grow in becoming more like him. That's why we've created the Growth Path, which is your own personalized guide to following Jesus in real life. You can find yours right in the Sandals Church app. Another one of the steps on the Growth Path is volunteering on a team. And right now, I just wanna take a moment and highlight two very special online volunteers. This is Maria and Julianne, and they are part of our live chat host team who connect with people every weekend on sandalschurch.tv. Each week they reach out, they pray with, and they worship alongside people in the live chat, offering care and encouragement. A few months ago, they actually decided to drive to a campus to meet one another and also meet with our online discipleship lead, Nick. After connecting that day, they decided to then join an online community group together to encourage one another. And they have been taking these next steps on the growth path. They've discovered what it means to be real with themselves, God, and others. And we just love that they're a part of this online community. All of this, from serving in the chat to taking next steps at a campus, it could not be possible if people didn't financially support the work that God has given all of us to do. So for those of you who give, thank you for helping to make this happen. If you would like to help us reach and connect more people, just like Maria and Julianne, you can give by going to give.sc or by going to the Sandals Church app. Online family, no matter where you are, know that you are Sandals Church. Thank you so much for being here today. And remember our online live communion experience is this Tuesday on Facebook at 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will also be available afterwards on demand. We hope to engage with you there and we can't wait to see you again soon.